0: This is Matt Knapp, and you're listening to the
1: Bigfoot Club Podcast.
0: Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Please check out our bios, please buy some merch, and you can listen to all our old episodes. Also, check us out on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us by typing Bigfoot Club number one. That's Bigfoot Club, the number one. Also, if you have any strange stories, or if you just want to reach out to us, Please email us at Bigfoot Club, the number one at gmail.com. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads. He is on all platforms. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 4, Episode 20. I'm actually here with my nephew, Steven. Steven, say what's up. What's up? What's going on,
1: man? Um, happy that the week is over.
0: Yeah. This was was this a tough week?
1: Yeah, work, yeah. It was just, you know. Yeah. One of those one of those work weeks where you're just like oh, things get thrown at you and you're just you could either let it, you know, beat you to your knees and or you can get back up and just keep moving. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a
1: Rocky quote, I think.
0: You're you're quoting Rocky now? Uh, I, th- I think so.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you?
0: Uh, it was it's actually been a really really weird week so I think uh my today we have I, I'm really excited. We got John Kershaw. Uh he's the uh he's actually has a podcast, Creepers Cryptid and Paranormal Corner podcast. John Kershaw, hello.
2: Hi Matt, how are you going?
0: Hey man. I um I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted you to know that I, I heard your because like I I interviewed Sarah Bignall a couple of weeks ago and I've actually started listening. Yep. I started listening to her show probably like about a month ago, about two months ago. And your show was the very first one that I actually listened to. And, oh, nice. and I was, I was messaging her. I said, Hey, I, I'm really interested in this story here. And so she actually, she hooked us up to like, to, uh, to talk. So.
2: Yeah, no, it's awesome. She does a real good job. She's a lovely lady too. She's so nice, and like I, I listened to her episode the other day that you did with her, and it's exactly how she is—the yeah. way she comes across, and that she's just awesome. She's just out to help everyone.
0: Yeah, because I think her background was like <laughs> a, like a social worker or something. But uh, Stephen didn't yeah, get didn't—he didn't get a chance to interview her. But uh, we had to do it like at, I think I did at midnight here, and it was like three o'clock there or something. Mm, so
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, okay, now I know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I felt, I felt bad. Yeah, was, but yeah.
2: No, she's really good. I when we did the episode I think I think the episode went for about an hour or so, but we were I think we we're on the phone for nearly two hours, like, just chatting and stuff after it and that, like she's just really good and like you will hear from my encounter, like it was pretty pretty creepy and it sorta of messed me up a bit, so it's good to get out and talk to you guys and anyone else in that that sort of helps me more than anything. So just sort of get over it and actually realize it's happening to other people too like so it was really good talking to her
0: um i was going to ask you uh did you have these like encounters like with the yowie and this other cryptid before you actually did a podcast and then it kind of got you like like to do a podcast or what
2: yeah well i had my first yowie encounter i think i was about 15 and then nothing had happened up until about three years ago and I had another encounter with a Yowie, I think, but now after I've had this encounter with a Dog Man, it may have been the same creature just in a different area. Okay. But anyway, but like so, it's happened about three years ago. I was around that anyway, about two years. Um, and after that happened, I had these coupling more encounters, like a year later with the Dog Man and another Yowie. And after that happened, we yeah, got put into lockdown and everything with COVID and sort of. I was working through the whole of COVID and everyone else was at home in lockdown and stuff, but I still had to go, but I just needed something to do to get my mind off being locked up in the house and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it was sort of my way of getting into it. I just wanted to have something I could do and I'd be at home. And once lockdown broke, I got out and did a few videos and stuff like that. It's only little at the moment, but hopefully I can build it up a bit more because I love it. I get out and, most of the time, if I'm doing an investigation video and stuff, I've got the missus and me two little kids with me too, and it's good to get them out in the bush and stuff like that. And yeah, so um, it just sort of started from there.
0: If you if you wouldn't mind, do you, would do you mind going back to like your very first like incident? Whenever you were like, what fifteen?
2: Yeah, um, it was actually down by Nana Pop's farm. When Pop owned a farm with my auntie and uncle, and um, we went down there for a trip. We'd been down there a few times at Dad didn't really get a chance to go down there. He worked night shift all the time, so he'd work on say the Friday night and he'd get home at Saturday, like Saturday nearly lunchtime and stuff like that. So if we went down there for a trip, we'd go without him. So this was—I think this was the first time my dad had actually been down there. And um, do you want me to yeah, you I'll know, get into the whole yeah. encounter or yeah, do you want me to, yeah,
0: yeah. If you don't mind, I, yeah. I I'd love to hear this yeah, sweet. story. So.
2: Yeah, so we we got there. It was about eleven o'clock at night, and um, it's about three and a half hours uh, west southwest of Sydney. So you go down. It's it's sort of in between Sydney and Canberra, if you guys know where that is. But so it's out in the bush, and we got down there about eleven o'clock. And at that stage, no one lived there. It was just sort of a hobby farm. We'd all we'd like our family would go down. Pot, pop would go down. My auntie and uncles and the other Arnie and that we just sort of try and get down there at the same time but sometimes it was like odd weekends and stuff like that. But so we got down there and then a pop were down there waiting for us and they'd already set up like turned the power on and got the fire going and stuff like that. And um Pop was we were sitting around the fire having a coffee and Pop was saying about they just got a dam installed in the property, big it was a massive dam, it was 100 metres long by 50 metres wide and at its deepest point was about 12, I think it was about 12 and a half metres deep, mm-hmm. that's a massive, like massive dam, it's nearly like a lake for down here and we were talking about it and he got it stocked with fish and we are like, oh we should go down and have a look and we will sort of saying we will go down in the morning and me, and me nan said to us, well we've got torches here if you want to go for a walk now and we got all G'd up and went, "Yeah, how good's this? Yeah, we'll go for a walk. We haven't been down for a walk around the property at night time before, and it'd be cool to get down and see the kangaroos and wombats and any other animals that are around." And so we started to, we decided to go down there. and We actually started heading out. It's about a, would uh, be around a kilometre, if not a little bit shorter, walk down to the down to the dam. We got about halfway down, and we we heard a bit of a rustle in the bush, and we sort of stopped and went, what's that? And we sent a big set of eyes, and it was running towards us, and we sort of freaked out, and back then, like, back then, I think, I don't know if you guys have got dolphin torches over there, the torches they just have in boats and stuff like that, they're not real bright, just mm-hmm. enough to sort of see where you're going, we had two of them and my uncle was a security guard at the time so it was when the led little sort of security guard torches come out they weren't even like a big mag like just a little one right so you could only see probably 10 15 meters in front of you and we hit hit some like seen the big eyes running at us and once it got about 10 15 meters away it was actually my uncle had bought a horse and it was in the in the paddock and it was running towards us and it freaked us out because we didn't know it was in the paddock and we all started to laugh and so we started to walk off a bit more, and Mum said, "Can you guys um can you guys smell that?" And we stopped, and you could actually smell like a fire, like a bushfire,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and like over here, like it'd be the same for you guys. But you smell a fire, and you know it's a like you know it's a fire straight away, and it smelled like eucalyptus sort of bushes, like trees, and that burning. And we're like, "That's weird. Like we can't hear anything." 11 o'clock by the time this, this stage, sorry, it was about 12 o'clock by the time we started heading down and that, but the way they are, like the way the property is, if someone was even having a, like a bonfire, say five kilometres away, you'd see the glow in the sky. Right. If you're that far down in the bush, like you get, middle of the night, you can just see anything glowing at night, and we're like, we can't see a fire, that's weird. Didn't think of any, anything, we started walking off, all of a sudden mum said, stop again, can you, can you hear that? And she said, I said, what? And she said, it sounds like a bushfire. And we stopped and we started listening to that. And sure enough, you could hear, like, the roar of, like, a big fire running through, like, the We're like, what the hell? Like, and that's when we started to think, what the hell's going on? Like, there's, we can smell fire. Now we can hear it, but we can't see it. Can't like, see what's it going glowing on? It.
0: You can't see it glowing at all. That's weird.
2: Yeah. And you could hear it. Like, we have, when we have bushfires over here, they're massive bushfires, like, And that's what it sounded like. So we're like, what the hell? And then it was just like, bang, nothing. Couldn't hear anything. Still didn't think of anything. So we started to walk down, and just before you get to the dam, there's a little creek we got across and stuff. And um, we're probably 50 metres from this little creek, and you go through a gateway. So as we come through the gateway, we heard a big crash bang. And all of a sudden, you could hear this weird noise. It's like something flying through the sky, like a and all of a sudden, a big, massive branch smashed smashed into the fence behind us. And we sort of freaked out. And you heard, like, stuff cracking and stuff like that. And something run off. And we freaked and we ran. So we ran all the way back up to the house. And um, we got probably 50 metres off the house. And me pop's a bit of a practical joker and that. And he was still up the house with my little sister. And he didn't know what was going on. He obviously couldn't hear it we got about 50 metres from the house and they have got like an old machinery shed so when we first head off either him or my sisters run down they've put a little lantern there and as we run past it he's got a little remote control and he hit it and it lit up and we all screamed and freaked us out so we ran inside and he's laughing and that and we we give it to him we told him where to go because he's scared the crap out of us after (laughs) what happened and we're telling him what happened and he sort of was sort of like, oh yeah, it's nothing, we'll go for a drive down and have a look, so he jumped in the car and went down, and when you cross the creek, there's a big um, big, massive willow tree there, <clears throat> when there was a crash bang, like a crack in that, one of the branches on the willow tree is actually broken, and underneath the willow tree, the grass was all like patted down, mm-hmm. and my pop said, oh, it must have been the goats down here, blah, 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 and he said, that noise going through the sky, that might have been birds flying off or something, but... It was literally, the still the branch next to the fence that had been, th- obviously been thrown at us. And it was massive, like me and Dad would be lucky to pick it up, and whatever this thing was, had actually broken it off the tree and thrown it at us.
0: It wasn't like it was like the the branch fell straight down and landed, right? It was like, it was, the tree nah, nah. Was, was far from the, the fence, right?
2: Yeah, so we were, like I say, we just went through the gate, it was about 50 metres from the creek, and this willow trees on the other side of the creek in between the creek and the dam so it's come from there it's gone at least 50 meters went over us and hit the fence behind us Mm. like it's it was a massive branch like we're gonna picked it up and maybe me and dad sort of like threw it probably probably five meters or something together like teamwork throwing it but whatever this was (laughs) it's thrown it like yeah over 50 meters and nearly hit us i don't think it was trying to hit us i think it's just trying to scare us but
0: yeah get you out of the air
2: like yeah, and after that sort of happened, we went over and had a look and all the grasses patted down and we went for a drive further up like to where the dam was and that we didn't see any more signs of anything. But, yeah, we got back and we were sitting around talking about it and it was probably two days later, me and Dad went for a, went for a fish in the creek a bit further up. You go up to one part of the property and jump the fence and there's a big open part of the creek. It's big enough that you can sort of have a fish and stuff and we're in there and we're fishing away and we heard a noise and heard a bump bump through the bush and we're oh what's that we're sort of freaked out a bit and a little kangaroo come out and we're laughing and dad was giving it to me because I scared the crap out of me and that and he's laughing and that and it's probably about five minutes later we're still fishing away and we heard this bump 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 through the bush again but it was about ten times heavier we're like, oh it's another kangaroo and we looked over at the little kangaroo that come out and it looked at us and you could see the fear in its eyes and it's taken off jumped over the creek and just took off over the hills and that's when me and dad grabbed our stuff and we ran and got on the motorbike and rode back up the house like whatever it was it was massive coming through the bush so we don't know if it's the same creature that we'd encountered a couple of days ago but That kangaroo, the look in its eye, I've never seen a kangaroo look like it. It was like, holy crap, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to get eaten. So we, yeah, we Hmm. bolted.
0: (laughs) Did did you smell, like, anything on both occasions at all? Did you smell anything at all, other than the fire? No,
2: just that, just the smell of the fire. And over here, you get a lot of, it's actually, after it happened, we got home, like, got back to the house, and we were laughing, like, we were laughing about, like, what the hell was that? And Dad said, maybe it was a yowie, and that was actually the first time I'd heard of, Heard about Yowies, and that's our—that's uh, the Australian version of Bigfoot. Right. And after and back then, it was we only had dial-up internet. So I said to Pop, "Can I go on the internet and have a look at it and look up?" Yeah. And we looked up and we found the Australian Yowie Research website. I don't know if you guys or you'd know about it now after talking to Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then, that was the only place you could find any information. <clears> and I looked it up, and there was places within, say. 50 to 100 kilometres of pop's property that it had encounters with Yowie's and it was crazy. And a lot of the encounters had, they heard what it sounded like, a fire roaring. And it was They reckon it was actually, when they encountered it, it, was a Yowie roaring at them like that. And there was a lot of encounters as well of smelling bushfire or stuff like that when they, people had been around Yowie's. That, and that scared the crap uh, out of
0: me. New, uh. That's odd. I mean, because, I, like, I I equate a lot of that stuff to, I mean, because I know in the states here we have, you know, whenever someone has an encounter with a, a Bigfoot here, they, they, they smell like a pungent smell, you know, whenever, yes. whenever the, the alphas are. I'm assuming the alphas, whenever they, they feel threatened yes. or they want to push you out of an area, they emit they yes. this pungent smell. And I wonder if that's the yaoi version of this pungent smell is like the. Like the bushfire. Yeah, well,
2: we have a lot of different um, reports, like there's the pungent sort of, like a dirty animal smell, Mm -hmm. there's also like, sort of something that smells like a septic tank, like, yeah, yeah. like like, like, ammonia, or whatever you call it, like that real dirty crap smell, and then like even like dead rotten animals, Mm -hmm. you get that smell too, and. I've encountered that a few times when I've been down the river fishing, not seen anything, but you we paddle along and all of a sudden you can smell like something dead in the water rotten mm-hmm. and you look around, there's nothing there. But then all of a sudden like someone flicked the switch and the smell's gone. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, What the hell? Like I've actually what's going on there. Bro? I've actually
0: had that in East Texas a bunch of times too. I've I've smelled yeah. it really quick and then it's gone. So and that's...
2: there's no no wind around or anything. It's <laughs> no. like, what the hell? And you, you look and you think, because a lot of times you'll be down the river and some of the spots I go to, like sometimes I'll paddle in my kayak, say an hour and a half, two hours up the river before I start fishing because our rivers get so heavily fished that you've got to get out of town to actually have a chance of catching anything. Mm-hmm. And you'll get that far up the river and you'll find like the odd kangaroo or a wombat that's fallen in and died and... Decomposing in the water and that. And you're like, oh, yeah, see, when you get that smell, you can look and you go, oh, there, look, there's a kangaroo or there's a cow or there's something in the water. But when you get it and you go, wow, that's the stinkiest thing I've ever smelled, and you're looking around, there's nothing, and then while you're thinking about it, it's just gone, and you're like, what the hell, what was that?
0: You, you know what's funny is that, like, I know I've been in, like, East Texas a bunch of times, and I've heard, like, something, like, trampling through the woods, like, something, like, yeah. massive, and it's like an armadillo. So, yeah. so I imagine like uh, like a kangaroo coming to the like you know through the bush there. It probably sounds like a freight train, and then it pops out, and they're oh, okay, it's just a kangaroo. Yeah. So,
2: but with the kangaroo, you can sort of you can tell if it's a kangaroo because you get the hopping yeah. sound. Like you can you can even count like sort of it's like one two hop one two hop like you can mm-hmm. sort of pick it. But some things like I've had other encounters and that, and yeah, you're like that's. Way too big, and does not sound like a kangaroo or a womp. Wombats make a lot of noise too. Like, right. I don't know if you guys are really familiar with wombats and that. Like, it's hard we've been in America. Like, wombats to us is like nothing. You see them when you walk out your house, but yeah, yeah, over there, you might see.
1: I don't know if we have yeah. those here. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, nah, they're just
2: a, native to Australia. Maybe,
1: maybe to the zoo. Maybe
0: it 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 looks it looks like a kind of like a fat. Like a like a fat koala,
1: yeah,
0: a fat uh, raccoon is what
2: it looks like to me. yeah, but they're like um like concrete walls. Like they, you hit them with a car, and that's your car gone. Like even the little ones, I've had friends where they've had old like old Holden's and stuff that are like built like old tanks, and they'll hit one that say like say 100 kilometers an hour which is what 60 mile an hour for you yeah and that whole car's written off like it's insurance job gone <laughs> that's and crazy. you're like, that, that's crazy <laughs> you're like that wombat was like not even three and a half four kilos heavy like yeah. no weight to them at all but they're just hard tough so you can just imagine them and they sort of grunt when they run through the bush so that you sort of know it's a wombat coming but some of them coming through the bush you're like is that a cow like what is that and a yeah. little wombat will come out grunting at you and yeah that's crazy.
3: <laughs> I wonder. But yeah, so
2: that, so that happened, and we looked it up and seen all the Yowie reports, and I was like, that was that was me. I was like, well, I have got to learn it. We got to find out more about these things.
1: What were you gonna say, Steve? I was gonna say like about to the fire, and because that's like really yep. intriguing. Like, was there like a, a massive like like fire outbreak there? Like, I, I, I keep thinking it's residual. Like
2: it's a residual... yeah. no, there's yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, like I've, I haven't really thought of it, but I think it was in the 1800s, there's actually a plaque when you're driving into their property. So you drive down an old, like a main road mm-hmm. and take a turn off, and you get a dirt road and then you sort of go through another property and get to the farm. But before you turn off, on the side of the road there's a plaque and it was in the 1800s I think there was a bushfire that went through and they said on this day in 1800, I think it was 1860 or something like that, or something like a hundred thousand sheep were killed in a bushfire, just on one property there. Wow. So, maybe yeah, like I, I'd, I'd never even thought of that. Like, yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Like, it could be like a residual thing where, you know, you just yeah. happen to pass around at the right time, and it just you smell the fu- you smell the fire, you hear it, but you don't see anything. Yeah, you know, you or or yeah.
0: even or even like John John's like a, his frequency, is in tune with that, and yeah. then when John's out there. Cause it seems like, cause I've heard his stories, it seems like he's 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 attracting all this stuff. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. that's true.
1: So it's just he just happened yeah. to be in that right moment where that right area and moment where yeah, it's that, like when you hear about people
2: yeah yeah you you hear of people saying like the is it the pterosaurs and stuff like that mm-hmm. like the flying dinosaurs and they say them all of a sudden they're just gone. It's like it's like a what do they call it? Like a, a imprinted memory into yeah, the yeah. On the earth or whatever, like maybe it's, a, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And I know with all my things, a lot of my friends and that they say because I'm, I've I'm of Indigenous descent. Like I think I'm not like full bone Aboriginal, but I'm i I'm classed as Aboriginal. So it was my great grandma; she was the last like purebred Aboriginal lady. And a lot of my friends have said you're probably picking up on these things because of that. Yeah, your connection to the land and stuff like that
0: your ancestors right yeah to and watch yeah, over you that's that's that's
2: awesome s- i see stuff all the time like my missus gets a shit she's sorry for swearing but no, she gets no over good. It, you good like, you can
0: you can you can say fucking yeah. shit oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh that's all right <laughs> oh, sorry go ahead <laughs> i can speak then because that's usually my favorite word so yeah. <laughs> but um but, yeah, so she gets annoyed because everywhere we go, I'm like, look at this. And she's like, oh, my God. She rolls her eyes like, come on. i will be like, I, I smoke cigarettes. So I'll go out at, say, 10 o'clock at night before I go to bed and have my last smoke. And I'll see a light go through the sky. And it's not a satellite or it's not a. Yeah. i I'll jump on my phone and look on the flight tracker. And all of a sudden, you'll be going across the sky, say, from left to right. And all of a sudden, it goes right to left, gone. I'll be like, get out of here, quick, come and have a look. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm not coming out for some light you're seeing in the sky. I'm like, but you can see that. And she's like, yeah, you can. She's like, I see it too. I'm like, well, that's all right. I'm not crazy. That's the main reason I say it. I'm like, look, can you see this? Can you hear this? Like, it's not me.
0: She sounds like a going good lady, nuts. John.
2: You know what I mean? like, yeah. yeah, she's got to John, put up with a lot.
0: <laughs> John, she sounds like a really good lady because she's putting up with you. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah, that's it. She's got to put up with it all. But she likes it. she thinks it's all interesting too and that too but yeah she's sometimes she's like oh my god give it a break I'm like it's just I'm just checking to make sure I'm not going insane like yeah. I'm not making things need, up in my head but... I need
1: affirmation <laughs> I need confirmation that I am not insane like are you seeing this yeah yet?
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah so that's... But yeah so that was my, that was my first encounter and I like I said I didn't even know what Yowies were before then and that Right that just opened up that was the first little dig into the rabbit hole,
0: so did it did it help on your second sighting on the yahweh or not sighting, but your incident did this help you knowing about it?
2: No well, the second one it was actually like like so it was about oh when was it so it was two thousand and eighteen I had it so a while ago, but and this had happened out of nowhere. I hadn't had any more encounters or anything. Like in between my first Yowie encounter, I'd, I'd seen a couple of black panthers, and mm-hmm. we don't have black panthers over here. Their classes not not being here, but I've seen right. three now and seen a cub and stuff. And a lot of people report them, but but I'd never heard anything from about Yowies or never seen anything. And it was just after um my son was born, and I made a Going into summertime, I had time off because my son was born, and I love me fishing. And um, I said to me missus, look, I want to go fishing while I'm off, but I want like, she's like, well, you got to help me with bub, blah, blah blah blah. And so my son was my second child, and so she's like, you got to help me. So I made the plan with her. All right, I oh, well, I'll go at three o'clock in the morning when it's dark fish, I'll get to where I want to go, fish, and then I've got me say, an hour paddle back, and I'll be home by, like, say, 8 o'clock. Is that good? You can have a bit of a sleep in. And she was happy with that. So I was cheering. So every every day for three weeks I'd get up at 3 in the morning and go fishing until then get home and help them. And So I've yeah. gone to this spot, and it was um, – yeah, it was, it was weird. It was around the t- – it must have been – no, it was 2019, sorry, because it was around the time we had the big bushfires. And I've gone to this spot. I'd been there three days in a row, and I I was going there like I'd catch 20, 30 fish a day and then go back the next day and catch another 20, 30 fish. And our rivers, they usually – you fish somewhere like that, say, for an hour, and you catch so many fish that they're shut down for like three or four days. You won't catch another fish. They're real picky over here, the Australian bass. Mm-hmm. So I've gone back and on the third day, I, I'd gotten out and got down to the water, got all my stuff in my kayak, jumped in there and I rolled a smoke up, like, because I smoke rollies. And, um, yeah, and as I rolled it, and I just went to flick, um, just went to flick me lighter to light it and something actually come smashing out of the bush towards me. I'd never heard anything like it. And it, I was still sitting right on the bank like I was holding onto a branch off the tree right right next to the bank to hold me still while I roll the smoke. Mm-hmm. So this thing's come running out, and it would have stopped from probably an arm's length of me. So right on the edge of the bank. And I freaked out. I had a headlamp on. I looked up, and there was nothing there. And um, But the way it ran out, like it was, I've trained racehorses and always been around cows and that. It was the biggest sounding thing I've ever heard. And the scariest part was that where it's come running out of, I'd actually walk through that bush to get into the water parked behind that yeah so i'd parked up on the flat spot walked down into the bush and then hopped into the river it was a real prick of a spot like you put the kayak in the water first and then sort of climb down the bank holding onto this tree branch and then hop into the kayak so i'd gone for all that set it up i was probably in the water for about 10 minutes before this had happened and yeah so as soon as i flicked the lighter it come running out whatever it was and yeah it smashed through the bush and stopped like that close to me and like I said I lifted up lifted my head up couldn't see anything mm-hmm. and I freaked and I pushed off the edge of the bank with me paddle and floated out to the middle of the river and I was looking around and I was freaking out and once I got there I sort of got me bearings and realised where I was I realised I had I always carry a little spotlight a little rechargeable spotlight torch with me and it you turn that on it just lights everything up it's like a light bar but like a little handheld torch and i I just realised, I could hear this sort of weird noise in my ear, and it it, it still does me head into this day, it was sort of like, a, um, it's like the predator noise, so the noise the predator makes, but like say, if you were to do it yourself, I could just hear this like that uh, noise in my head, and I was f- like, what the hell's going on? So eventually, after about five minutes, I got the courage, and I paddled right over the bank again, and I held onto the grass stood up in my kayak and I was shining the torch where this thing had run out at me and there was nothing there there was not one thing and it freaked the crap out of me and I paddled back out into the middle and I was sort of paddling around in circles and this whole time like I could still hear this noise in my ears and I've gone back to the bank and had another look around and I thought you know what like it was close to houses like it's probably 500 meters and you're at like a housing estate and stuff. Wow. So I was like, maybe I, if I yell real loud, whatever it is, it'll run out of the bush. Like I might spook it out, say it was a cow or something, you're yelling in the middle of the night, and freak it out, and it might run off, and I'll get a side of it, so I know what it was. And as I went to yell, I couldn't physically yell. There's like, I was going, and there was no sound coming out. And a lot of people have said, oh, you're just, you're just shit scared. I was like, well, I've, Had this happen to me, I've paddled back and I was standing up in my kayak at the bank looking around to see what it was. If I was that scared, do you think I could have physically made myself do that? And that's when one of the guys said, maybe you got hit with infrasound.
0: I was just thinking that. I was just about to say that.
2: Yeah. Infrasound. So, So,
0: because everybody everybody responds differently to it. So, I mean, you're not able to speak. I mean, because I've heard like... I've heard like you know elephants and tigers they they are known to have infrasound and they freeze like their they're, like their prey so I was wondering yeah. if that was like their way of of keeping you to vocalize and ask for help or something so
2: yeah I've I've heard it like the tigers doing it when like they have got the howler monkeys up in the trees and they do their mm-hmm. growl that's with the infrasound and the monkeys don't make any noise and that's how they can sneak through the bush and get their prey as well right. But it was weird. It was, there, yeah, it was like because there's houses and like a farm around and that, obviously whatever this thing was maybe didn't want me to make noise, but it, nothing ever happened. But I paddled around like this was probably 4.30. I paddled around for nearly an hour and a half in the middle of the river. I couldn't get out and run to my car because it was the bush that I'd just walked through. Yeah, it
3: was
0: there. And
2: where that that spot is there, you've got no service on your phone either. So I'm like, oh, no, something's going to go wrong here. And I paddled around till the sun come up. There was a few times I heard movement in the bush, but at one stage I heard um, further up the river like a duck was going off and stuff, but then I heard the noise and I was, for ages I couldn't work out what what it was, and it turns out there were chittle deer there. They're the real little deer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have got chittle deer over there, but yeah. the real little ones and they're sort of up further at a farm. But they were making weird noises and run off through the bush while I was still paddling around, so maybe whatever this creature was might have moved up towards them or I don't know, but... Yeah, I still. It's hard to explain the noise that I heard. It was the closest thing I can say is the, like the predator noise, like from the movie Predator.
0: So it was that, it was uh, like resonating in your ears, not around you. It was just yeah. Well, weird. it sounded like
2: I could hear it. Yeah, I could hear it. Like, but it wasn't coming from anywhere. Like it was yeah.
0: You know, because that was so hard
2: to explain. Like, I was
0: just kind of thinking that like it it may have just been watching you as you got out of your vehicle and got your kayak and then walked all the way down. Yeah. And it was just whatever you. it was,
2: and yeah, it would have been laying there probably in the bush. It might have been sleeping or just yeah. So I've actually so free.
0: I've, I've actually interviewed someone before that was sitting in the area that was doing like uh, Bigfoot research in out in yep. East Texas, and he was he lit up he lit up a cigarette and inhaled yep. and, and, and it, and as he did it, uh, he heard like a really guttural growl. Yeah. And, and so, whenever you told me that about you lighting your your you know your roly and you you did it and because like the yep. bushfires, that that's kind of it kind of hit home with me on that one. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. So,
2: well, that's what someone said too. Like, it was obviously, they seen the flame with the bushfires. Like, mm-hmm. it burnt millions and millions of hectares of land. And one of the main like because there was about three massive fronts, and one of the main ones was probably about. 25, 30 kilometres from where I was. That's the Blue Mountains. That's where all our Yowie sightings come from, Yeah, up there. And that fire actually come down through the bushland and that, and it probably got to about 10 kilometres, five kilometres from where I was. Uh So a lot of the people said, like one of the guys said, maybe that Yowie was there at that time because it had escaped the fires. And seeing you flick that lighter trying to light a cigarette, not knowing that you were lighting a smoke, maybe thought I was trying to start a fire. Right, right. And that's when it's come out bluff charge me to stop me you know what i mean like yeah i mean he's trying to yeah
0: protect its its grounds and stuff did you yeah did you, did you smell anything like any like any pungent like no, your...
2: nothing nothing at all and that's what got me like i was like i've walked probably within 30 to 60 centimeters of this creature to get into the river here and it obviously didn't want to get me because when it if you seen the position, you got to get in to climb down this bank, holding onto this branch to get in the kayak. If he wanted to get me, it would have got me then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just I was vulnerable. Like no one around, nothing there. No one would have heard me. Like, bang, could have got me. But
0: it was, it was probably checking you out because uh, I'm thinking yeah. if if it if it didn't have the pungent odor, and I'm just you know I'm spitballing here, uh, if it didn't yeah. have the pungent odor, it could have been like a juvenile that got maybe got kicked out of its group and was just trying yeah. to get its own area, and it saw you. It was just watching you and then maybe wanted to bluff charge you and get you out of the area and get you down the river or something. I don't know. I'm just thinking, but uh, that's interesting. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah, but how big the thing was is too, like, I never heard it leave the area, and that's what the scariest thing was is I couldn't get out and go to the car because it charged me, and like I said, I didn't see it, but one of the guys said maybe it laid down, it charged out and laid down because it was sort of the bank was up higher than me, so it could have been sitting there right, right next to me. Or it just bluffed, charged me, and then sort of ducked off to the side, and I missed it. But I never heard any movement until, like, the sun come up, and I thought I heard something move up further, but that's when the deer started making noise. Wow. But yeah, so it was, it was massive. The way it came out of the bush, I would have heard it tiptoeing out of there, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people said maybe it had, It was still standing there, because a lot of people talk about, like, Bigfoot, like... um. Cloaking and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. But that's another suggestion someone had for me. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, that's that's possible. I mean, because I, I've talked to a lot of Native American people, and they, they certainly believe it. It's not one of my, it's not our, you know, our thinking. But you know, we try to, yeah, we try I mean, to hear everybody out and try to hear what they're going yeah. because yeah. I've, I've heard people say like, you know, this this thing was so massive and it like stepped into the bush and. Or, or the woods and the woods swallow it up, and you know it's yeah it's kind of hard to because like some of the trees in these Texas are not very thick, and so for this yeah. thing they just dive into the woods and it disappears. Just one of those weird things. So
1: didn't didn't we talk to somebody Always. that said that that we're, since we're talking about predator yeah that there was like a bigfoot like they just saw like it was like cloaked but you can see like the outline of it yeah and then the the trees yeah. were moving with it and it was just like. Uh, a predator? I yeah,
0: I mean, because a lot of people believe that the, you know Bigfoots, Yahweh's, whatever, are like interdimensional, and, and it's not like I said, it's not our belief, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. we hear people's eyewitness reports, and I, I, you know, I just listen to them, and and you know, they believe that they see something, and that's just, I'll just yeah. say that. So I mean, but that was interesting. Well, that's John. the thing.
2: It's it's hard too because I'm the same as you. Like I think they're a flesh and blood creature. But then you hear all these reports and you can't sort of say, oh, no, that's bullshit right? because I've had an encounter with a Yowie and a dog man that don't exist. So if they can exist and UFOs and that can exist, why can't they be like that? So it sort of gets me. And my, my way of thinking is I think there's both. So there's the flesh and blood because I hate the way everyone fights between flesh and blood and the mm-hmm. paranormal, yeah. like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But my way of thinking is there's flesh and blood creatures that we're seeing and then maybe these other um, encounters are uh, with a spirit or a ghost of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Yeah, I always see, see that too.
0: We see ghosts
2: and that. We yeah. see ghosts of... People see ghosts of horses even, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So what's to say that's why the Bigfoot disappeared walking across in front of the car? It's because they've seen a ghost of the Bigfoot, you know what I mean? And that... Sort of, that helps explain it for me, and that's my way of thought, but I could be wrong, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But it would explain a lot of things like that, like disappearing or just vanishing or, like, yeah.
1: Especially, like, the uh, ones that are, like, near the ravine. It's, like, a bunch yeah. of water. It's a current. So I just full-body it and, like, apparition yeah. of it, and then they hear it. And then infrasound, it, it whatever, the smell, it's all right there, yeah. and then they disappear. Yeah. Like they walk yeah. They walk real quick, and then they're going, like, huh? where did he go?
0: I mean, I, I've always said that too. I said, well, if it's, uh, you know, why can't they be a, a Bigfoot ghost? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Cause like, yeah. I'll cause I because that. Because I've done, you know, 20 years of Bigfoot research, John, and I've done ten, yeah. 10 years of a paranormal uh, case director. So I've, I've seen both. I've done both. And yeah. and so I always take, like, now I take an EMF reader with me whenever I go to the field. and Because yeah. I, I think infrasound and EMF are similar and they yeah. they have similar things like that everybody does the same thing i mean everybody everybody you know some people get nauseated some people like you know like you said are not able uh, to talk some people you know get uh headaches or lightheaded or whatever so
2: yeah they get bleeding noses and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like everything like one thing affects some someone this one way and then another person not at all like yeah it's just yeah it's, it was so hard to explain like even the noise and that but yeah it's it's crazy like i said i i think they're flesh and blood but you never know and like, um
0: i was going to ask I, you did did you submit these reports to the ary
2: i i just posted on their forum uh-huh i never did like an interview with them or anything like that okay but yeah so it's on the forum and i think i've had that and then i had a Another encounter at the same place about twelve months later. If you want me to yes, tell you yes, I'm, I'm, in,
0: I'm interested in these one right here. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like rubbing my hands together. Right now.
2: <laughs> so, yes, so, after, so after that, like that first encounter at this river spot, I stopped getting up at five thirty in the morning, like getting on the river and fishing at five five thirty in the morning and stuff like that. It was after that it was strictly daytime fishing, like. I couldn't I couldn't think. go out in the dark. It scared the crap out of me that much, and I don't blame you. I'll 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 quickly add before when I got home after it happened, I'd realised the whole time I had my GoPro playing like recording,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and I got home and I was like, oh my god, I had the GoPro going. I got home and it's still to this day is the only clip that's ever been corrupt on my GoPro. So whether the infrasound or whatever it was affected it, but I've still got it on my old GoPro. It's still sitting there. It just says corrupt. I've tried everything I possibly can to fix the file. And it's and it takes up the 20 minutes it was recording for on the GoPro, but then you put it on the computer and it says zero megabytes. So it still physically takes up space, but then it's, it's gone. not there. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That is weird. That is yeah. Bad.
1: It's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I've sent it to a few people and, yeah, they said, no, it's fried. I said, but it still takes up space. Like, I can take the SIM card out, like, take that memory card out and put a different one in and it's got the full time. Put that one back in and I can delete – I've deleted everything else off that SD card and it still says it's taken up 20 minutes space. Like, And there's nothing there. Like, it's just fried it. But, yeah, so I've gone back to this spot. I went during the day and I went with my brother-in-law because I – like I said, I was catching so many fish there, but after that, I never went back. It scared the crap out of me. So we're going back one afternoon. We're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. We'll go down. We'll go to a different section. So we paddled. We pulled up. It was probably 50 metres down from where I parked the original encounter. It's sort of a little weir. See, it was a bit easier to get into the water with me, brother-in-law, with our two kayaks and that, and we paddled down the river and we catch catching eats of fish. It was awesome. And out of nowhere, there was just a freak storm come through, like torrential rain, lightning and thunder, and we had to hide under the trees to not drown and not get hit by lightning. But it went on for about an hour and a half, and we didn't want to move because all our rods are graphite and that, and we thought we're going to get hit by lightning. So by the time we'd actually – it had stopped, we started coming back, and it was starting to go dark, and it scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh, great. And – we were fishing along, and my brother in law's goodie is talking to me, and that he knew I was a bit scared and sort of just chatting along, having a fish, catching a few fish and that. And um, out to my, so I was on the right side of the river, and my brother in law was on the left side. And out to my right in the bush line, I heard something move, and I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. And thought straight away, oh, kangaroo or wombat doesn't matter. And then I started going up the river, and it, whatever it was was following me up through the bush. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I said to me, brother-in-law, I said, there's something over here, blah, blah, blah. And so we kept paddling along and you'd still hear it moving through the bush. With nothing, wasn't trying to scare us or anything. And couldn't smell anything. There was nothing going on bar this thing moving. And as we come around this bend, me brother-in-law, he sort of like went, oh, shit, what's that? And his headlamp had actually hit. There was a big group, I don't know what you call a big group of deer. Like, I don't know if they're a pod or whatever you call them. I, forget, like
0: a, I forgot what what you call them.
2: Hold on. Yeah. But there was about 50 of them, and they were all huddled. It was like a ball. Like, they were all together, like, pushing against each other. And they weren't even looking at us. They were looking across the river towards whatever this thing was moving through the bush. And it was like they hadn't... It was like we weren't even there. They hadn't even noticed us. They're and we got trance. to... Yeah, like, they were just fixed on whatever was over and Like, and the way they were pushed together, I was like, what the hell's going on here, not looking at us? And we sort of got to about five metres away from them, and then all of a sudden one sort of looked at us, seen us, and took off, and then they all just ran off through the bush. And after that, we didn't hear anything across the river. So we don't know whatever this creature was. Like, it was in the same area, so it might have been this same yowie. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know if it mightn't have been following me at all. It might have been just... Right time, right place, and it was walking up because it seen the deer. It might have been trying to manoeuvre its way up the river to get over to get the deer. So, it's but called, it was freaky.
0: It's, it's called a herd. A herd of deer.
2: A herd, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say herd, and then you go, "It's just cows." You know what I mean? It's yeah. But yeah, it's <laughs> sweet. It's yeah. So that happened, and oh, we got back to the car and got out of there, and that scared the crap out of me.
0: Did you tell your brother-in-law about the other incidents?
2: Yeah, yeah, he'd known about it before.
0: What, what did he say about it?
2: He goes, "Oh, that's weird." Like, he's good. He, he believes in it all and that. Like, he doesn't go out of his way looking for stuff like that. Like, right. goody just sort of supports us and that. He he believes in. There's more than just us out there in the bush, and it's good. But it was good to be out with him because, like I said, I crap myself. I hadn't been back to that spot, so that had happened. That was in December two thousand and nineteen okay. at start of the, at start of the month. So after that, I went. Stuff it. I'm not going to this river anymore. And which was, it's crap because where I live, I'm about 40 minute drive from Sydney. Um, and this river's like, I can see the river looking out my window now. Like it's that close, and I can go to different spots within five, ten minutes, and I've got good spots to go fishing. But after that, I went. I'm not fishing here anymore. And I actually, found another river system that's about half an hour drive from me, but still, it's probably about. 35, 30 minutes from Sydney as well, so it's closer to Sydney just sort of down the coast, it's like different direction, but I found this spot and I started going there and the fishing was perfect, there was none of this worrying about, oh, what's in the bush here, because I was nearly right in the middle of the main city, like there's something like three, four 400,000 houses around this river, so I was like, it's good, I feel safe, I can, if I need to yell someone will hear me, like and yeah, and I thought, how good is this? It was about th- two weeks after the encounter mm. is when I had my first encounter with the Dog Man. Yeah, and I didn't know it was a Dog Man. I'd actually I'd been to this spot fishing, and thought it was awesome. I'd been there one day, one morning. I think it was two days later or something. I went, and I was paddling up this river, and I thought I could see something at the top of this tree. And I don't know if you ever got, got over there, but we have this stuff that's spread by the birds called mistletoe that like an whatever it is it's i don't know like there's mistletoe trees and that but this mistletoe over here say a bird will crap on a tree and they've got the seed from it and it actually takes over the whole tree Mm -hmm. and it'll strangle the tree that it's in and it actually grows like all over it and actually kills the original tree and it sort of takes over itself and the way they are they're sort of like a big knot and then they had the leaves like the big leaves coming off it And I thought, oh, look at that. That's a massive mistletoe knot at the top of that tree. And I got a bit closer. I was like, it looks like that mistletoe's got a face in it. Like, this thing was massive. It would have been three foot wide, this big knot. I've never seen them so big and three foot high at the top of this big, massive gum tree. And I thought nothing of it. Turned to the right from this big tree and went up this little creek fishing. And I come back out and I looked at the same tree and went, that knot's gone. Like, what the hell? So turns out it was obviously a creature up the top of the tree and it was looking at me. Because I said, like, it looked like a mistletoe knot, but it had a face on it. And I was like, what the hell?
0: What was the colour? What was the
3: colour
2: of it? It was was right on sunrise, so it looked black to me, but so did everything else around, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it could have been maybe a brown or even just still black, but yeah, it was massive. So I thought, stuff this, and the next couple of days later i went over there again i went to a different section i went through there and it was pretty cool and this spot was awesome like didn't have anything going on there was nothing around it was real peaceful and yeah didn't have any encounters with anything but i did find i have to send them over, over to you but i found a structure and i first thought oh, it's nothing it's just sort of a tree's falling over in a flood and pushed up against another one but when you actually look at it All these branches are all folded together and it's sort of like a, yeah, it's a weird massive big tree structure I found along the river. Hmm. Same thing, though. I thought it was nothing. It just looked like a thing. It just, like when we've had the floods, it just looked like a spot that all the branches had got caught up. But after you look at the photos, you're like, nah, that's, that's been put like that. I did find a, like, did see another spot. I stopped for a, went to take a piss in my kayak. I paddled up the edge and there was like, it looked like a little nest, there was an opening in all these vines and that, and I, I don't think I took a photo of that because I thought oh, it's nothing. Huh. And, yeah, so I was going back over this morning that I had the first encounter with the dog man. I was going over there, and when I go, like, I never I always take my wallet. I've always got my wallet because I've got my fishing licence and everything on it, and you get caught over here without your fishing licence. They can take your kayak and all your rods and all that, like, because they think you're illegally fishing and stuff. Yeah. So I've always got that, and... That morning I'd got up, and because I was saying I hadn't been fishing in the dark, I'd leave my place about six, about about five, so I'd half an hour drive, but I'd stop along, stop at Macca's, grab a coffee, grab grab something to eat, and then get there and set up. And by the time I was set up, ready to go on the water, it was daylight. So I was happy like that. So I got halfway to Macca's, it's only about ten minutes from my house, and realised, crap, I haven't got my wallet. So I went home, got my wallet, and I was like, I oh, didn't think anything of it. I got halfway up, halfway there and I was thinking about, my father-in-law was telling me about a spot that he and his his brother and his friends used to go fishing. They used to go swimming, sorry. I was like, oh, I'll have to do a trip there one day. And this was in this new river system I'd started going to. I'd actually got to the spot that I'd been where I'd seen the st- structure. Like I said, I didn't think any of it. None of All these things I'd been saying over there, I didn't think any of it until I've had these encounters. But I got to that spot and it's sort of you got to go into a bit of a national park and they got gates but they're never locked and this morning I actually got to this spot that I went um I went to previously the gates were locked I was like oh crap what's going on here mm. so I jumped on the phone and I looked up this spot that my father-in-law was telling me about and it was only about a 5 minute drive from where I was so I was like stuff and I'm going over there that's awesome perfect opportunity I'll go there I was going to do it another day but so I've turned up Got to this spot, and as I was driving through the driving through the gates, my Spotify on my phone glitched out. And like I said to everyone, this song started playing, but it was like it was halfway through a song. Like it was like in a in a chorus, started to play, and the words were along the lines of "you know this," like, like it said, "you know this is a bad idea," but it was like a song playing. That's weird. And I looked at me, yeah, and I looked and went, "What the hell is that? Like, what's this song?" Because I was playing like my private playlist on Spotify. And then it just stopped and went back to the song that I was on. And same thing, I sort of didn't think anything of it. I sort of went, huh? And then sort of kept driving off. So I pulled up, got my kayak out, set everything up. I got halfway down to the water and realised, crap, I forgot my GoPro. So I ran back up to the car, got that, got down to where the water was. And it was like you had to climb down rocks and get into the water. It was a nightmare. It took me about half an hour from my car down to actually get into the water so I've gotten into the water and went to paddle and it was that shallow that me bum of the kayak was sitting on the back, like sitting on the ground. So I had to drag myself through the rocks and the sand and finally got to like the big open part of the river. And it was perfect day. Like it was the nicest water I've ever seen. And the first surface where I cast out, I, I think it was like five or six bass at the same time were hitting it. Like they were hitting each other trying to take it. And I was like, no one's ever been fishing here before. I'd never seen anyone there. And me father-in-law and that are all the same. They've never seen anyone fishing there. It was like, this is like my own little oasis. How good is this? Mm-hmm. And the nightmare to get into the water, the average kayak fisherman's not going through that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's sort of a, r- a river that you'd think, oh, I'm not going fishing there. It's a bit gross. So I could have been the first one down there in a kayak ever to fish. I was like, every cast I did, though, was the same. I'd have five or six fish, hook one of them, pull it in, chuck it back out, cast in the same spot, another five or six fish. Like, everywhere I went, it was nuts. But, um, so I'm paddling along. I'm like, how good's this? This is the best. I've got my own little oasis, and this place is just perfect. And out the, I think it was the left side, through the bush, I seen this weird grey flash, and... I didn't think any like I said a lot of the stuff. I didn't think anything of it until I've had these encounters. I've seen this grey flash, and I thought, like, oh, it's just me eyes playing up, and my sunnies on, and the sun's hit me. That's nothing. And I'd seen up further at, around the river, it sort of went round to the right. And I seen this big massive rock, and I thought, how good's that? I'm going there. I'm, there's going to be a fish at this rock for sure in the water. And um. Every now and then the cockatoos would go a bit crazy in the trees, but if you guys have seen cockatoos are that loud, they do it all the time for no reason. Mm. So I thought nothing of that too. And I've got down to this rock and I've cast at it and dead set, as soon as the lures hit the water, a fish smashed it. So I'm fighting the fish. And at this, at this stage, like I'd pulled it in, got rid of it, I went to, I had another cast just sort of just past it and I hooked it hooked another fish and when I've hooked this other fish, all of a sudden, out to my right, something through the bush, it was like a bulldozer was just running through the bush at me, and you could hear it, like, each footstep it was taken, it was running on two feet. It was 100% two feet, you could hear it, and it was just, you could just hear branches get smashed. It was like, must have been just swinging its arm, just smashing the bush out of it, out of the way. And the cockatoos and that went absolutely ballistic. And it stopped, it must have stopped just out of sight. Like, I couldn't see it, like, the bush was that thick there, and um, it just started roaring at me. And that roar, like I still wake up some nights to hearing that roar in my sleep, like in a dream or something. It still wakes me up. It's the most terrifying sound I've ever heard in my life. And it stood there and it was roaring and roaring. And I was getting the hooks out of me fish out of the fish. And the more I, the more I was stuffing around, the more it was like getting a bit louder. And I thought, oh, I've just got to get out of here. And I pulled the last hook out. And as I threw the fish into the water, this thing just went to another level. And it was just screaming as loud as it could. And it was smashing branches out of the the way. I was like, I'm dead here. The river was actually this section I'd got to. It had narrowed right down. And I reckon if I had a clear run without trees or that, I probably could have jumped from the edge of the bank and landed in my kayak. So this is when I freaked, and I was like, what do I do here? I've got no weapons. I've got no phone service or anything. Like, I didn't even have a knife on me. I think I had a pair of bent-nosed pliers. I'm like, I'm dead here. And I heard something in my head say to me, go now or you'll die. And I've spoke to a few people. I said, that wasn't my thoughts. Like, it was a voice I've never heard before. Mm. And it just said, go now or you'll die. And it was like I was in autopilot. I just slowly paddled around and just started paddling home like just pretending like I didn't see anything I couldn't hear anything I was just absolutely crapping myself I'm like I'm dead here this thing's gonna get me and I got probably 50 50 meters away from where this thing was still roaring at me and it just stopped and I kept paddling and I was like great I'm dead I've got no service I've gone to a spot that I didn't tell my missus where I was going to because the gates are locked I was like, something happens to me here, they're never going to find me because they're not going to look for me here. And I got back and I was like, I'm stuffed here. I've still got half an hour of getting back up to the car with my kayak and that I'm going to die for sure. I've gotten out, chucked all my stuff up on the big rock and I'd grabbed the kayak. I was going back down to get the kayak, so I turned around and as I turned around, something actually hit one of my fishing rods and knocked it over. And that's when I, I freaked out more because I was like, whatever this thing was that's followed me, like it wasn't the... Rod didn't fall over by itself, actually, because it, it heard the bang. I turned around, the rod was wobbling, then it fell over. So someone had got thrown at me. So I grabbed my staff. And usually I just drag my kayak, because it's bloody heavy. So I just drag it up through the bush and that. And I thought, I'm dead here for sure. By the time I get all this, I end up chucking it on my shoulder and just running through the bush, because I thought, if I'm dragging the kayak it's that loud, I'm not going to hear anything sneaking up on me. Right. But... That half an hour back up up to the car, I think I'd done it in about 15 minutes, I just sprinted with my kayak, got up to the car and threw all my stuff in the back of the ute and I was just shaking. I think I sat there for about an hour in the car. I couldn't drive, couldn't talk or anything. And I actually wrote a message. I got on the, the internet and I was looking up different sounds of animals, like Australian animals in the bush, mating calls, everything, because I was just still that petrified I couldn't drive. Looking up koalas, what their mating calls were, everything, all these different noises. Couldn't find anything like what I had heard, and the only thing I could find was it sounded like a lion. And then, but then it was it was weird because it would roar it'd go, oh, and it sounded like when well, lions do that big oh noise. Mm-hmm. But then when it took a breath in, to so go oh, and then it'd go, oh, it go, but the breath in sounded nearly like a grizzly bear, and that's. Obviously, it's chest, like it's chest cavity, and that was that big, and its lungs were that strong that when it took that breath in, it actually sounded like a separate roar. So yeah, that's close. To what I could find was a lion and a and a bear. I was like, we don't have lions and bears over here. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, yeah, what I mean, like we got nothing like that, like nothing at all. And I've never heard anything like it. And that noise, like that voice in my head saying, go now or you'll die. Like it was like a command. And I just, I listened, you know what I mean? Like,
0: You think that, was, people your, said, you think that was your spirit guide or your ancestors telling you that?
2: Yeah, well, that's what one of my good mates. He said that. He said that would have been your ancestors coming through to you. Because I was in the bushland I was in. It was actually part of the bush that my family come from. Mm-hmm. And he said that was them telling you. But then he said, "Also, it might have been them. It might have been that creature that was in the bush. Yeah. It might have been as people have said about Dog Man being able to talk to people and stuff." But like I said, I don't look did into that much. But yeah, he's.
0: Did you physically see like this Dog Man? Or? No, I,
2: not not this time. I didn't see it. But um, at that time I thought it was a yowie, and it's like great. I'm stuffed here. Now I've got this river. I can't come over here, and um same thing i got back to the car and went oh my god i had the gopro recording the whole time And i've actually got that on my youtube channel oh, i've got the recording okay. from that and um you can sort of hear it if you know what you're listening for you can you can sort of hear it because the cockatoos are going off you can't really hear it
3: mm,
0: yeah, but i've sent the, it to me the that,
2: gopro like audio is so bad
0: i was just about to say I that the gopro state the audio sucks but
2: it's so it's so good for like close ups, like your own voice and that. But mm-hmm. once you get to like that ten meters plus, it's rat shit. Like, so it's just muffled mess. But I sent it to my friend, and he's—I have to send you the audio. He's sort of cleaned it up a bit, and you can actually you can hear it in that. And Please you hear the oh, and it's like a oh, ugh. like it's it's nuts. But yeah, so I've got back and I'm like, oh my god, I've recorded it, and. Say?
0: what really gets me is that is that gray flash you were talking about
2: yeah that and that's it's it's interesting because i actually see it again with my next encounter and that's yeah that's i said i didn't think anything of it mm-hmm. so i've recorded i've rec- like i've got back to the car and went oh my god i've recorded it and like i listened to it and i heard i could hear the roar and i went straight home and i said to me missus can you hear this and she's like yeah that's weird that sounds like a like a lion or something I said, yeah, I don't know. It was whatever it was. It was massive. So then, yeah, I had another encounter at the same river, but it was probably, as a as crow flies, probably about 10 kilometres away. But how big these creatures are, it wouldn't be too far for them. So I went back to the first spot I went to where I hadn't had any issues and that. So So instead of going right up the river to where that was, I went left. And it was towards like a big major city. I thought, I'm going this way. I'm going for a fish, and I just bought a new kayak. Like, it was like the day after I had that first thing, like the first encounter with a dog band. I bought a new one, so I was like, "I'm going here." It's out in the open. There's nothing around. I want to try this new kayak out and just have a bit of fun. So, yeah, I went over there, and that's where I mean, you've seen the photos I got. So,
0: yes, I, I posted that earlier today, like around six or some yeah. time here too. So,
2: but yeah. So that I- was um. That was actually Boxing Day. So it, was, it was only three days after that first encounter. So, in the space of th- like three weeks, I've had three encounters with three creatures. And wow. yeah, so <laughs> I've, uh, I haven't been able to go fishing much since because we had lockdowns and all that. But, but that morning, it was Boxing Day. I got there, it was a bit late. I got there, it was about six o'clock when I got there, and unloaded and that. So, it was. Probably 6.30 when I got in the water, I thought I'm going to leave it till it's fully daylight, nothing's going to happen to me now. Because that first encounter with a dog, man, it was It was probably about 7.30, so I thought if I go down here, I'm around houses and that, nothing's going to happen. And I jumped in and fishing away and it was perfect, man. I caught a couple of fish, nothing going on at all. Didn't even have a thought in my head of, oh, my God, I've got to worry about stuff. And I'd probably been fishing about 10 minutes and I heard a branch snap. And that was me. I was like, "What the hell was that?" And I'd sat there and I went, no, nah, don't be an idiot. Like, it's an animal in the bush. There's nothing around. Just go for it. Go and have some fun." So I started paddling off, and I'd got a little bit down the river, and I'd realised every like after a while I heard a noise, and I'd realize every time I took a stroke with the paddle, I'd hear something move. Like it was like. Timeless steps for my pedal, my paddles with the kayak paddle. It was matching it? And I was it was kind of like matching yeah. it? Yeah. So I'd paddle five times and it would take five steps. And it was big, man. Like I said, I've trained racehorses and i know the sound of a big mammal. Like we'd take them in the bush. If you had a crazy horse, like you'd go into the bush with them, get around all the animals around the bush and that, and you can you can get that craziness out of them and settle them down. They're not so flighty and stuff. We've been in the bush with horses in the sand, on the racetrack, everything. I know the noise of of a big horse, a five hundred kilo horse, going through any sort of terrain. Mm. And this thing, it would have been anything around five hundred kilos, just the steps it was taking. And it, like it, obviously it was that big, and it was it was stalking me. Now i like it. When you think about it, like I was being stalked. And for it to be that loud when it was trying to be quiet like it was a big big creature. so I'd take a couple of paddles, I'd hear it and I'd stop and out to my right I' seen a gray flash again and I was like, mm, what the hell <laughs> what is that? yeah and that just had me I was like, what is that? So anyway I'd like I said I'd paddle, I'd paddle another five or six and you'd hear it take five or six steps. I'd stop nothing. It was like quiet there wasn't even birds or anything. take another pedal. I got probably a, a kilometre down the river and out to my left, actually, I seen something. I didn't want to look at the bush or anything because I was just petrified because I was like, if I head down this way, I'm going to come out and, like, there's a boat ramp and there's all shops and everything. I'll get down there and then I'll ring me missus or me brother-in-law someone ring me and they can pick me up from there because I'm not going back to the car because this creature was actually on the same side of the river as where I parked. So I'm like, I'm heading down this way and... I'd got about a kilometre from my ute, and i seen something out the side of my eye in the left in the bushes, something black in the bush, and I was like, what the hell is that? And I took a couple of pictures of it, and then paddled, took another couple of paddles, didn't hear a noise. I was like, that's weird. So I paddled probably a couple of minutes down the river, and I pulled up. After I took them photos, I never heard one noise, never heard a, even a twig snap or anything. I was like, that's really odd. I pulled over... Unlocked me phone and went, what the hell is that? And that's when I seen what had taken the photos of the black thing that I'd seen in the bush was the creature in them photos.
0: Yeah, uh, like I was saying, I posted it on the, the Bigfoot Club page. So if anybody yep. wants to go and look at that, that's uh, I showed Stephen that like I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. And what what'd you think of it, Steve? Um,
1: it, it's something. It, it, uh... I mean, you can yeah. see, you can clearly see, like like a wolf ear, like the ears, yeah, um, yeah, like a snout, the like ears. ears, yeah. So, like, go back to where you were saying, like, you know, uh, you, you're gonna, you need to get out, like you heard that voice, uh, yep, like you need to leave, you, need, you know, I, I always incorporated the the dog man to be, uh, as plainly say it, a werewolf, yeah, that's it, or you know. Skinwalker or whatever, and mm-hmm. whatever was telling yeah. you was probably like the human, like that turned into it, the dogman or whatever was probably warning you, like you need to leave because yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't control this. Whatever this is is cursed. I can't control it. it this thing yeah. will eat
2: you. Like yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like whatever, infrasound or whatever, it's that's admitting admitting, yeah. like you know, like his final. Yeah, uh, I guess. In her thought, was like you need to leave. You need to leave now. Yep. So yeah, that that's that, that makes my hair stand. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: John, I was gonna ask you. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's there's no lore of aborigines right that have like the dog man in it.
2: Nothing, man. Nothing at all. Wow. I've asked people, and that there's no mention of them. There's there's even cave paintings and everything of, uh, of Yowie's from up to 100,000 years ago. There's cave paintings of them. There's even, up in the top end of, of Australia, there's actually cave paintings of, like, black cats, which Aboriginal people from 80,000 years ago didn't have YouTube or anything to look up and see what a big black cat was or what right. a Yowie might look like. They drew what they've seen. You know what I mean? And we don't have a native big cat, so how they paint pictures of cats and Yowies and that unless they've actually seen them with their eyes. And not saying they're silly or that, but they can't make up a creature and draw a creature that they've never seen before. Right. So, but nothing about Dogman. And I honestly, like, to be fair, I thought Dogman was bullshit, eh? I used to see the videos Mm -hmm. and laugh about it and say, listen to this crap. This is just some crazy bloke over in America that's bored making up stories about (laughs) werewolves. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was crap because... You'd see a photo, and they're like, look at the dog man in the picture, and they'd have a red circle around an eyeball from like 600 meters away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's nothing. It's a leaf. Like, how can you even say that? Yeah. But when I seen them photos, I went, holy shit, this thing is real. Good pictures. They're really good pictures. I've <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, eh? Yeah. As like, even my, my dad still rings me to this day, and he's like, man, I still get goosebumps looking at that photo you took. I mm-hmm. said, yeah, imagine imagine me i go to sleep and i wake up and i see that face like and what scared me the most is a lot of people have said like when people have a bigfoot or a dogman encounter and they see one it's they're showing themselves so you don't see what else is going on yeah so i was like what else was there for it to actually show itself to the point that i took a photo of it what was it hiding or what was it not wanting me to see was there a female there or something that was trying to Get my attention, so I didn't see babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever, but you know, so I was when, like man, I could have been surrounded.
0: When whenever I first saw that photo, when you you send it to me, I the the first thing I thought about was uh, Anubius, the uh, the yeah. deity for the uh, Egyptian. That's yeah. that's the first thing I thought of whenever I saw that, because <laughs> it yeah. was it was black and you can see like a defined like snout and like ears and stuff yeah. like that. So the first thing I thought of. I, I don't know if you know. Who Linda Godfrey is? Do you, do you know her? Or? Yeah, I've
2: heard of her. I've heard of her. Yeah,
0: she's got she's got a lot of books out uh, about Dogman. She did the the Beast of Bray Road. Um, oh yeah, and so she, I think one of her books I was reading is called American Monsters, and yep. and she talks about her her belief is that and I I'm kind of whenever I hear a dog because I don't get that much dog man stuff like in like in text but whenever I do i I, yeah. try, I try to listen but I've heard her say that her her theory is that because like she believes that this is like supernatural that's that's yeah. that's her belief so she believes that that these dogman come into sightings where Native Americans used to like either harvest or had yeah. fishing or had water roots or just had crops and so these yeah. these were like their – their deity or their, I guess their their spirit that they would protect these areas. So yep. I'm almost kind of wondering if like this area that these areas that you're having these encounters that these were either aborigine these areas that that had crops yep. or had like you know you know fishing holes and that was like their food their number one food source and it was it's just there to protecting it. So the the gray flash it almost kind of makes me feel like it's like. I, and I hate saying this. It's like portal, you know, like a portal. It pops up yeah. and it just pops in, pops out. I don't know because like like in like in the states. I'm sure you've heard of like Vic Cundiff or for uh, the guy in like Michigan. I've, yeah. I can't think of his name, but because like there's very little, and I, I'm you know if people want to correct me, I'm I'm okay with that. But there's very little like tracking or like any hair left behind from dogmen. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. I don't. Like- i don't know i was just like just wanted to i thought of that whenever you were telling your your story so yeah
2: yeah well that's like i was saying that bushland was actually where my my people had actually come from Mm -hmm. that's where they lived and that's why i was saying like the my mate said maybe that was my ancestor saying that coming to me and saying go now or you're gonna die like i'd picked up from them right but like that could have been why this creature, when it ran through, it was just smashing stuff, when it could have got me. Maybe that's why it didn't get me. It might have picked up that I'm Indigenous and I was yeah. maybe allowed to be there, but it was still not happy I was there, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there is a tradition that I didn't know about. Apparently, every year, the Aborigine people would, their first fish they caught, they'd actually bury it in the banks to say thanks to the land for wow. providing fish. And I didn't know that before, and I've never done that before. So maybe that creature knew that I hadn't done it yet, done that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that could have been why they did it. They might have buried that, and then this thing that's in the bush didn't come and eat them. You know what I mean? Like because it mm-hmm. might have taken the fish, and then I've had someone else say, I think it might have been Sarah even said maybe the. Dog man was angry because it went to another level when I chucked that fish back. Yeah. So maybe it had got the shits that I chucked the fish back in the water and not chucked it for the it. It might have been coming to get the fish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. But I, like I said, I never believed in it. Dog man, I used to laugh about it and go, "How funny is that?" But that I think I've never f- seen anything like that in my life. I think it's even I can't find photos. Yeah, I can't find any photos on the internet that look anything like it and. It's just yeah, it changed me. Like all <laughs> that right before like so this was uh, just after Christmas two thousand nineteen, right before COVID hit. And man, that was a big eye opener with everything all the crap that's going on in the world mm-hmm. like it was just a big eye opener, hey, to know, hey, this thing's real and we're being told it's not like what else is going on like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you, did you did you attend any of the I'm probably going to say this wrong. The summer solace, the summer solace, for Australia? No, I
2: didn't. I didn't know about it. The same thing. I I only just heard about that on Sarah's podcast because we we didn't know. We knew we had some Aboriginal in our family, mm-hmm. but my so our like full. Of, I I don't know how to say it without being rude, but. The last one in our family that was pure 100% Aboriginal, her name was Bunga. and I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I don't know. Like, if you look at my podcast, I've done a okay. thing, but she was one of the only ones that survived. There was a big massacre of the Aboriginal people, mm-hmm. and she was one of the only ones that survived. So all her family and friends and that got killed. Mm-hmm. So And then she got taken by the police and put into a like a children's home and all that. And then she come back, and then that's where we come from. Her, but my grandma's family, her mother left, so we didn't know anything about our heritage or anything from her side of the family. And that's where the Aboriginal had come from, so we didn't know anything about it. And my sister joined the land council to find out this stuff, wow. and I had only just joined up about six months ago to now, so I didn't know it about any anything Aboriginal. Like we grew up knowing we had some aboriginal in us but we didn't know it was so much and so important and so now we started to I ride right into it now and i'm trying to learn as much as i can because you can't find any information there's nothing right. so like they said the stolen generation they come in and took the kids off the parents and all that and they lost everything they lost all their knowledge we lost all our knowledge of my grandma's side of the family from the massacre all of them got wiped out bar one you know what i mean so right.
1: i'm, man, I'm her, sorry, to
2: a couple of yeah, it's sad, but it happened all over Australia. It wasn't just one thing. But like they said, it was only 14 people that had died in the massacre, but I've heard from some really good sources it was up to 500 could have died. Right. Yeah.
0: So this lady was survivor, and that's where your family came from?
2: Yeah. Wow. So she was one of the only survivors from this, and it wasn't just the tribe she was from. Apparently there was a big meeting but all the tribes come together because it was just after, like, the white people had come to Australia mm-hmm. and they were trying to work out a way to get on with them because, you know, like, if you listen to my podcast, there was a few fights and a few of them got killed from either side, of the, like, either parties. So all the tribes got together trying to work out a way to get around it and how to get on with the white people and stay safe and all that, and that's when the massacre happened. Wow. So it was like they waited for them all to get together and just maximum damage so there's so many families over australia that would have lost information would have lost their whole like yeah we like i said we didn't know we were, like we knew we were aboriginal but didn't have any information at all like we lost so much knowledge and so many family members that we didn't even know we had because so many got wiped out so but listening to the podcast and i heard about the summer solstice i didn't know about any of that and that's that's crazy
0: yeah mm-hmm. Because it's like, I, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, but it's like, you know, if you, they wanted to go back to the original, like the original lifestyle of the Aborigines. Uh, yeah. It was like a rock or something. Like, I don't know that much about it. I've only heard it on Sarah's yeah. show. And it's like a rock. But, and it's like uh, and the Aborigines people want to return life the way it was or something like that? or Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, it is rock, which you guys might have heard of Uluru. Mm-hmm. It's a massive, it's one of our landmarks in Australia if you look it up. Right. And they, the Aboriginal people believe that that's, or everyone, even different cultures in that believe that Uluru is actually the heart of the earth. Like if there's a part of the earth that's a heart and they reckon that's Uluru and that's reckon all the energy comes from there and everything like spiritual and that like began from, from this rock, you know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah, they wanted to go back to do this meditation and that that they were doing and they weren't allowed there that was a spin-out that they wouldn't let them so they obviously knew that they could do good by doing it yeah that those guys and it makes a lot of sense man when you think about all the stuff that's happening and that like Mm -hmm. just knowing yowies and dogman and bigfoot and all that exists why can't that side of spiritual
0: yeah I do a lot of paranormal stuff and I do a lot of Bigfoot stuff yeah. and I've done it for a long time and so I've always felt that they were kinda connected in a way. So I mean but you know, back in like the nineties because I started like doing it like ninety nine, two thousand. But if you said yep. that if you said that back then, man, you got you got crucified. You got crucified on yeah. the internet and I mean yep. I mean nowadays and people call it woo, you know, to talk it that way. Yeah. But you know, I, I talked to both people, you know, the paranormal and you know, cryptid, yeah. cryptid stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care what people think of me. I don't, I don't, I don't give two shits about it. You know, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I the
2: decide now, man.
0: I don't research that much anymore. But if people reach out to me, I, I'll help them. But I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm more like, I want to reach people like you, and yeah. I want, I want to bring it out. I want to bring people out that normally, they normally people don't know that much about, and I want to present them to the world. So. But yeah, I mean, I love these stories. I, I mean, I've 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 listened to your podcast uh, this past week. I think I've gotten to, I got into the Yowies and the Dogman. I haven't got any further than that, but I I started yeah. listening to it. So uh, it was yeah, really-
2: they're they're a bit bodgy. I'm getting used to doing them. It's, it's so hard to do it by yourself. Like, it is. It is. You feel, was- you feel like a weirdo. You know what I mean? You're trying to. Yeah. Talk and then you don't like the way you sound because it's not how you <laughs> speak when you talk to people. And yeah, all. yeah, yeah. That's that's why I'm gonna start. i want to start doing do um, interviews and stuff like that because it's so f- easy. Like you sit here and we're having a chat like this, and we're on the other side of the like, world from each other. And right, you have so much fun, but you try and do it by yourself, and you just sound like an idiot. No matter how people are gonna say, oh, you sound right, I'm like, no, I don't. I sound like like. A like a mad person. Yeah, (laughs) my
0: mom, my mom will always say all the time because you sound so good. I go,
2: ah, yeah. (laughs) I I was gonna say,
1: John, like you already have an advantage over us because you have you have an amazing Australian accent. It's I think everybody, (laughs) I think everybody, well, and any American will say like you know, uh, I wish I wish I had like you know a British accent or Australian accent, like you know stuff like that because you know we just when we're talking, it's me and Robert is just like. Uh, we we kind of sound the same too. Yeah, so we're yeah, like, eh, eh, you know. We, I guess we yeah. got we got the voice, but yeah. Um, if if I could if I was able to really do an Australian accent and actually like talk that way, I would I would keep doing it. D- do it, do it, do. I, it, I mean, I, like do, yeah, like, like you know, we're, I would always say like you know, back steak. I can't even do it now. You put me on the yeah. spot, like, you know, uh, from down to under, like you know, I just yeah yeah. yeah. If I could do that like twenty four seven, I would I would. Nineteen
0: uh, meters in the in the bush. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> just
1: it's it's one of those things where we're just like. I wish I could. I wish I had that accent.
0: Yeah, John, we're we're supposed to ask you if you know the uh, hymns worse, at all. So.
1: Nah, <laughs> it's
2: like, they're cool. <laughs> uh, no, no, none of none. Nah, I don't
1: know I was gonna. I was <laughs> no. gonna ask you the. It'd be this. good. I wish
2: I knew Thor. Yeah, that you I right would be. Cool. I'd love to take Thor out with me while I'm looking for Dogman. I feel a bit safer <laughs> yeah, because yeah. then all that. Have, we don't have guns and that over here, see? So I walk through the bush with a big knife. It'd be good to have him carrying yeah, the hammer got, along with him. Though. He's got
1: Mjolnir with him, and he's just like, no, I got you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I got you. Don't worry.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah,
2: No, I was going to ask, like,
1: are the spiders really that, like, nonchalant over there? Y'all are so, like, there's spiders everywhere over there, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a spider, you know? And, like, yeah, you know, they huge.
2: we got we got red backs. I don't know if you guys have got red backs over there. They're a black spider. They've got a red bum on them. Mm-hmm. And black Widow? Yeah, some... I, I don't know if they're the same, they might look the same, I, I'm not sure I have to look up, they might be the same species, but they're everywhere, in summertime man, our house is brick, and every gap in the brick from the outside of summertime unless you spray the property, there's a red back in them, and they won't kill you, but they'll make you sick, but if you have an allergy to them, they'll kill you, but you don't know if you've got an allergy to them until you get bitten
0: so. yeah, it, it is It is the Australian black widow,
2: oh hell no oh, it is, Oh <laughs> Yeah, no. and they're everywhere man and like, we'll be in the house even, and you go to move something, you're like, how the hell did you even get in here, like they're <laughs> everywhere,
1: yeah, no, where no. I live
2: too, I'm like I'm, I'm, we're in the town, and even last year, I think it was, my, miss- my, my wife rang me up when I was at work screaming, there was a brown snake in the backyard, and we're not near any parks or anything, like somehow this snake had ended up in our backyard, and yeah, she was freaking out, I'm like, it's just typical for Australia. Like you walk out the backyard, you get bitten by a snake and you don't even live in the bush. Like, right. It, it's pretty crazy. Over <laughs> here, but You get used to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I, I actually know somebody on, on discord that I, I stream with and she's, she's, yep. a, she's a moderator for one of our, uh, one of our, my, I guess my, I guess I can say friend, uh, streamers. And she, she's from Australia. I don't know where she, she's really, really like, uh, was it secretive. She's like, oh, I'm in I'm in Australia, but I, I don't want to say where I'm at. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But I'm all like, she'll yeah. she'll send me pictures on Discord of like the spiders like she she finds in her house, and I'm all like, well, yeah. why, why, like,
2: <laughs> yeah, because
1: I've said that on 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 uh, one of the streams. I was like, oh, I hate spiders. I cannot. And she thought that was so funny, and she'll she'll send me like, oh, look at this spider I, I came across today. And I think one of the spider uh, one of the spiders she did say was a, a redback. I uh, said, so that's, yeah. that's a Black Widow. She goes, yeah, they're com- yeah. they're common here. And I'm all like, N- no, <laughs> no.
2: And when you have a bit of rain over here, as soon as it heats up, they just, like, explode. They're everywhere. Like, you're checking your shoes before you go to work and that. Like, it's crazy. Oh, wow. God. But we have, the funnel, we have the funnel web, and it's even worse. They're big. I think they're sort of like, you've got mouse spiders over there. Mm-hmm. They're big, but they, like, you're If you get bitten by a funnel web, you can be dead within, like, 20 minutes. Oh,
3: Lord. Like, your
2: blood starts... Your blood will coagulate and everything. Like, it just... Just eats you from the inside, like. And they're... They're known to be around the house, too. Like, they're just... Everywhere you go, you kick a rock over and that. And now... But the worst is, I, I hate spiders. Like, I'm petrified by spiders. But a snake, like... I'll kill a snake like nothing. I pick up a shovel and a brown snake comes at me. It's like the third deadliest snake in the world, and I'll kill it easy. But a little spider jump on me, and I'll squeal and run run <laughs> to the bush where the dog man is, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I hate spiders, but, yeah, the snakes, are everywhere too. And yes. yes. everything you hear. It, it might be um, over-exaggerated a bit, but most of it's true with the animals and the spiders and the snakes and that it is.
0: John, I was going to yes. ask you: Are you are you currently are you doing any research? Like, are you are you going out to the field trying to find the, like the owies and dogmen now, or what?
2: I've got two places. One place is my cousin's place. I did a video. It's one of my recent videos up there, and um, it was it's all right. But we've had so much rain and stuff lately. Like like I say, in the last six months, it's been bloody crazy with the rain. And you go to go out and it pisses down like 40, you get forty in a day and it floods and the rivers flood. So mm-hmm. I haven't really been able to get out as much. But mm-hmm. now it's starting to warm up and it's so cold here. Like, we have the most extremes. Like, our town, in summertime, we get the hottest day, So we might get, a, say, a 45, 46 degree day. But then in winter, some mornings I'm getting up at work at 4 o'clock and it's minus 5. Like, so you go from so hot to so cold. So as soon as the sun goes down here, you're freezing. So I don't do much... Too too many trips at night. Okay. In winter time, wow. but now it's starting to warm up a bit. <clears> I'm going to be getting out more, and I've got a new camera and a drone and stuff, so I can do a bit oh, more awesome. research mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, that's, that's
0: awesome.
2: It, you can pick up the good drones like the DJI drones. You can get them for bloody, I think they're 450 bucks. I think they're about 300 bucks over there, and they have got 4K cameras and stuff like. Wow. It's awesome for that sort of stuff. It's just you can travel four kilometers with them and stuff like. Well, it's good to shoot them up in the sky and look for a spot that I might want to go check out. And It's, um, yeah, so there's, there's that spot and another spot that's up. It's a secret spot we used to go to as kids from me, with my me grandparents. It's up in the bushland too and there's a waterfall and stuff. I'm, I started going up there and then the rain and that started to hit and once it gets wet up there, you your sort of stuff, like you could be down in the bush and you'd be lucky to get out of the bush if it starts raining while you're down there. So right. we'll wait till it warms up and we'll check out there a bit more. I haven't been over to where I had the dog man encounters for a little bit. I had, I've had i been over there one stage, like it was probably a couple of months after it happened. We went to, like where I had the first encounter with the dog man and it actually, um, where you park, there's a big park there for the kids, like the play equipment and that. So we bought food one day and went over there. It was about lunchtime. We're like, we'll go over there and see if we can see anything. We went down for a walk down to the river so I could show the, my wife where it all had happened. So I saw where it got into the water. When we got down there, my daughter said, Dad, can you hear that? And I'd Shit you not, you could hear the same, oh, roar in the distance. Wow. And she said to me, she goes, Dad, is that your friend that you got photos? Maybe <laughs> saying hello. Oh, and yeah all the hairs in the back of my neck stood up because at first I couldn't hear it. And then as yeah. soon as I could hear it, I was like, oh, my God, that's that same noise. Mm. Yeah, and then um, it was only probably two months ago, We same thing, We got because there's, there's a good takeaway shop over there. They do good fish and chips. So we're like, oh, we'll go for a drive over there and get some food and went back there, got out of the car, and as we're getting out of the car, not even near the water, my wife says to me, can you hear that? And sure enough, you can hear that,
3: oh,
2: oh. And my wife's looking. She goes, "It knows you're here." Like that's three times. Like two times I've gone over there, and not even gone looking for him, and they've heard the same howl that as I recorded. So it's it's pretty crazy.
0: Mm. You know, I'm always I've always been curious to to know that if if a dog man and a yaoi can be in the same spot.
2: Yeah, I've heard uh, report. There was a report might have been on Sarah's show. It might have been, or another. It might have been there, and I've seen a report. I heard a report of someone saying that they've heard Yowies and Dogmen fighting somewhere. Wow, I'm not that's, too sure. It might have been on Sarah Show. It might have been another show, but I've I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, that's like a pay. Someone reported.
0: That's like that's a pay per view. Yeah. That's like a pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay I'd pay top dollar to see that. Man, yeah. uh, any day. So, yeah,
2: they said, that, yeah, I can't remember. It might have been on there, but they they didn't see it, but they heard it. They said they could hear the difference in them, and one would roar, and then the other one would roar, and they'd heard some other stuff going on, wow. but they knew of that creature being here, and then the other creature being over there, or whatever. And they said that night that they could hear them both, it was like they were roaring at each other. I mean,
0: I've heard that, because like I was telling Sarah, on whenever I was interviewing her, that yep. in, in the 90s and the 2000s, I reached out, because I've always been fascinated with Yahwehs. I've always been a, yeah. Me, I've always been fascinated, and I reached out to Rex Gilroy, like, in the 90s, yeah. and I know he yeah. he's, like, really old, like, he's older now, like, probably, like, in his 90s yeah. now, but he used to email me from time to time, and we would email each other, and, like, he would tell me, he would send me all these stories, and then, like, one of the stories yeah. was, like, a lot of the stories that he sent me, these, like, from what I, I took from it, Yahweh's are super, super aggressive like super aggressive yeah. and like they'll really push you out of an area or they'll like they'll kill like like if someone kills like a deer or something uh, a we would come and just scoop it up while they're like yeah and so i've heard like lots of stories like that uh, about them being very very aggressive so i mean i don't know yeah uh,
2: there's yeah i've heard of it like one of my good friends i don't know if you've seen it but have you seen track search for the australian bigfoot Yes, I have. The documentary? Yes, I My have. friend, Attila, Attila Caldy, he's the director and creator of that. Wow. And some of the stories that he's said when they've gone out to do that, where they've been escorted out of places, and mm-hmm. some of the places they're going to, they're like a 20-kilometre 20, 20 hike into the bush off the track, you know what I mean? And then uh-huh. having that happen to them as they're coming out, like either side of them, escorting them out and stuff, like they're that scares me like all my encounters have been within bloody 20 meters of a house or like say 500 meters of a house but to go out to the bush and then have that sort of stuff like happen mm. you wouldn't be surprised like i i've had my encounters with the yowie's and the dogman and i reckon dogman are worse yeah and i reckon a dogman could explain a lot of missing persons in our bush
0: yeah i, heard... I don't
2: get that sa- i don't get that same feeling from yowie's but i could be wrong cuz i haven't been Right in the thick of it, down where they might be breeding and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I've heard you, I've heard you say surprised? that on
0: on your show that you kind of you kind attrib- of think that that's a lot of people go missing in in the in the bush that way. So that's kind of interesting.
2: And that could be why there's no lore of these creatures being over here. Right. It could be that no one's come back to report the
0: them. Yeah. Ooh, that's you know what
2: I mean. Like yeah. where they could be misidentified for yaois. Because there has been reports of yaois having longer snouts and stuff like that, so people might have seen a yowie but it was actually a dogman. You know,
0: I, I had always, I, mean? I, like, had, yeah, I don't get a lot of dogman sightings in in Texas, yep. and I used to oh, whenever I would get one, I would say eh, it's a misidentification. You know, someone's yeah, someone just you know probably bad angle or yeah, something. That, I used to think that, that all the time. That so. could be
2: why. Yeah, Yeah. that could be why that there hasn't been any reports or the simple fact of the people haven't survived. Yeah. Because since I've had my encounter, like it was nearly two years ago now, and I never heard of any of them over here. And since then I've spoke to, did you ever listen to the Believe podcast over here, Uh, Cade Moyer?
0: I don't think I have. I don't think I have. You have to look
2: up him. He does a real good job. I did a podcast with him one day. Okay. But he told me of a couple of reports of dogman and then same as Sarah she's had a heap of dogman reports come in through the ayr and stuff like that mm-hmm. but before speaking to these people I thought I was the only one like there's nothing on the internet no reports anywhere and they're like yeah no there's been a couple but not too many but since then even there's been more and more come out and it's weird because they weren't if they were here, like how they get away with not being seen, but if they weren't here, how they get here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because
0: like the internet, probably, the internet's how it's faster now, and people are not. It's more accessible, so people yeah. probably like see these these animals a long time ago and just not able to like like report it. So yeah, yeah I, I I dig that. So
2: oh, there's just one more thing with the with the dog man encounters. Oh, you would have heard it if you listened to me show. I didn't. I couldn't remember up until I had my encounters that my dad reminded me he used to be a milkman and like I was saying he'd work night shift and that. But before then he was actually the actual milkman who went and went delivered the milk to your house and he'd work at night, like say from two in the morning until four. Mm-hmm. So he'd, he'd do a night, he'd do the day shift and then do that a couple of hours in the night. And one night I couldn't sleep when I was about five. I woke up, I heard something at my window and I looked out and I'd actually seen a dog looking in my window of my bedroom and it had its paws up on the windowsill looking in at me and it was looking me in the eyes and I freaked out ran into him. he had a different he had a, like a spare room that when he was doing the milk run he'd sleep in there so he didn't wake mum up when he got up to go and he goes oh shut up get in the bed don't be silly and then mm. after about five minutes a heap of pot plants got knocked over I said see it's out there and he ran out there turned the light on he didn't see anything yeah but he reminded me of that after I had these encounters and he said how do you know that that dog that was looking in your window wasn't one of these things because, as he said back then, I used to call the police dogs, which are German shepherds, right. I used to call them police dogs. And he said, there was a police dog at my... I said, there was a police dog at my window. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, you look at my photo and look at it, like at a German shepherd, they're not much difference.
0: Right, right,
2: yeah. Wow. That,
1: that's...
0: John, this thing's following
2: you. Yeah. yeah that's... That's crazy, like, and, and it it was looking in the window like he could have been a pup back then or whatever you'd call a younger dog, man, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why it looked like the dog at the window.
0: Was it dark? Like, like, the one that you yeah. took a photo? Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a spin out. As soon as he said that, I remembered it all. Like, it was like that flick the switch and went, wow, yeah, I remember that even, like that's back amazing. then. Yeah, And yeah. I was, we used to live right on the river then, too, and. It's a different river system, but if you followed them around and it followed the bush line, we call them like a green space, mm-hmm. it actually connects up to where I had these encounters. So these things could be moving all around. And that's when I was saying that these, cre- these yaoi bluff charges I had at this other river, like the first river system, it might not have been yaois at all. It might have been one of these creatures. Dogman, yeah. Because <clears throat> it all joins up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy and... But it's been good coming on and having a chat to you guys. It's heaps good.
0: Man, I appreciate yeah. it very much. We really enjoyed it. I was actually looking forward to it all week long. Uh, you know, hey, I, I just want to say, number one, thank you for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, how, thanks for having me. How how does how do our listeners find you on the Internet? How, 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 how can they find you?
2: Um, if you just have a look up on um, just on YouTube, I've got the my channel's Creepers, Cryptid, and Paranormal Corner. And then I've just got a, just I think it's um, Anchor, so it just posts me podcasts on the Spotify too, so you can look up up Creeper's Cryptid and Paranormal Corner on there too. It's not real big at the moment, like I was saying, but it's the next couple of months, now it's starting to warm up, I'll start pumping out a lot of material, so hopefully I can get it going a bit better then.
0: Yeah, do you have like any way, do you want people to like to reach out to you, is there a way people can reach out to you?
2: um yeah just on the channel you can send them a comment or I've got just got an email of it's creepers creepers cryptid cryptids at uh, gmail.com okay it's just that that's all I've got yeah as I said it's only little and just having a bit of fun but yeah hopefully I can get it as good as you guys and <laughs> you do a heaps good job of. Since talking to you, I've started listening to all your podcasts man, and that. They're really good.
0: I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it means um, a lot. We, uh, we, we talk about other stuff other than Bigfoot and Paranoil. We, yeah. We, we, talk, tr- we try. We try to mix it up every yeah, day. Yeah, we, we talk about Justin Timberlake and, yeah. and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's what you,
2: you have to do. Stranger so, thing, But yeah. I
0: wanted to ask you, are you a AFL fan?
2: A what, sorry?
0: Uh, AFL. Australian, Australian Rules Football.
2: Oh, I watch it a little bit. I'm more of an NRL fan. Okay, so we've got the National Rugby League. Have you watched that before?
0: I've I have watched that, but for some reason I'm I'm infatuated with Australian Rules Football. I don't know why, but yeah, I, it's
2: it's really I love watching AFL, but I'm more like because I'm Eastern, like I'm Sydney, we're okay. more of NRL, whereas Melbourne and the rest of Australia are more AFL. But, okay, but I I, still, I love, still love them both. I'd go for um, I used to go for the Swans, but now I go for um, Western Sydney Giants just because they're they're closer to us it's more of our area you know what I mean yeah because like
0: they used to have it on the local cable here they used to they used to have it the oh, kind of yeah. time, but they don't have it anymore so I have to I have to go online I have to go on the internet just to watch a match because I I was, yeah. I was like a big Hawthorne fan I don't know why I I just like oh that. yeah so I just like yeah no, but
2: the you got to watch. You got to try and get into rugby league more.
0: Okay, all it's, right. I will, I will check just, it out.
2: It's just they. It's like they're trying to kill each other. <laughs> yep. You got. got to watch. You watch some of the videos online uh-huh. of the um, when they put a say a tackle of the rugby league on there, and a guy watches the NFL, watches it, and the way that they react, and they go, "What is wrong with these people?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's rough, man. It's rough.
2: No body armor, no helmets or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all hundred kilo plus, just trying to murder each other.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, John, thank you for so much for being on. I really, really enjoyed it. I was so, I'm so happy I was able to get you. Uh, I had to twist Sarah's arm a little bit, but uh, but I got you, so I'm pretty happy. And I, I say this to everybody, but I really mean this with you. You're, you're more than welcome to to come back on. I'd love to have you back on.
2: Yeah, awesome, mate. I I really I really enjoyed it. And I, as soon as I find anything, if I find any more information or that or any evidence in that, I'll get on to you and come back on again for sure.
0: Absolutely. Hopefully Absolutely.
2: one day when I get my podcast going a bit more, I can get you guys to come on and have a chat too so I can Absolutely. learn a bit hey, more I, about you I'm,
0: guys. I'm okay with that. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, John, thank you. Do you, do you have any shout-outs you want to do? I always say that. Do you have any shout-outs you want to do to anybody.
2: Um, Just if anyone's out there, if you just want to get on and have a look up, um, Attila Kaldi and look for the track search for Australian Bigfoot and he's got a lot of paranormal TV shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. and get out and have a look at some of his stuff I think we've got an app over here called Tubi and they've got all the all his stuffs on there and, and the other good friend Yowie Dan if you look up the Australian Yowie on YouTube he's got he's got probably some of the best footage of a Yowie I've ever seen It's okay I call it our paddy film there's a bit of footage you got of one jumping up on a rock and getting out of there and if you check him out, and yeah, same, okay. Have a look at Sarah Bignall. she's she's um, awesome. And I love her. Same as Cade Moyer, Cade Moyer with uh, the Believe Podcast. Look him up. Okay, he's done. It. He does a re- real good job too.
0: Right on. All right. No worries, everybody. Stephen, you have any shout-outs? Uh, I love you, Blair. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, make sure everybody that you go to www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Uh, go to our website, check out our merch, uh, check out our old episodes, check out our bios. If, you, if anybody has any stories or any, uh, if you need help in your area, be sure to reach out to us at BigfootClub, the number one, at gmail.com. That's BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody.